Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 19, and I just want to give some thoughts on virtual communion, uh, why we should take it and why we should not take it, and how that would all look, I guess, just some some things that I've been thinking about. So when it comes to taking communion, uh, if you are a church that it, uh, that, that is doing uh, communion and you're doing it uh, via live stream, um, that, that's great. Um, I would probably say some things that would, would make me want to, you know, just ask some questions about the process is, is um, are, are you live streaming live when you do this? Um, ideally, I, I would imagine that uh, doing this on on a recording to where it um, it's taking place and people can just watch it, pause it whenever they want. That that might be an issue, I think, because I mean, ideally, church we are coming to church, uh, participating in the the body life. So it's we're not coming as spectators uh, or or to be entertained. Um, you know, we're, we're coming to actually worship God together. And so there's something that we need to be doing actively as we do that. So, uh, you know, but when it comes to the, to the, the communion, um, you know, I would say that, you know, for people that are at home to doing communion, uh, I, I think that it's been said wisely that, you know, people should really consider the elements that they are using. Ideally, if, if you're like our, our church body, uh, that we use, uh, there's a recipe that we use to bake the, the, the bread. Um, and so the, we, it's been handed out so people can actually, um, make their bread for Sunday communion. And even people have been making extra and taking it to people. Um, uh, one thought I was thinking that it what would really make it even better, uh, at least for our church body would be, you know, making the one loaf like normal, but then having that bread distributed it. Um, only because I was kind of thinking about like, you know, the, the one loaf, but my wife brought up a good point about like the, the people that have gluten issues and yes, that is a concern. And, and there are people that it could kill or severely hinder their health. And so they can't take, uh, the regular bread and, but th- that doesn't mean that they're, they're different or in a different class. So, um, ideally, um, when we're, when we're, we're doing a live stream, the, uh, the elder that will be, um, you know, doing it will kind of do, give a blessing over the elements. You know, we'll, we'll pray over the, the cup or over the bread, take it, and we'll pray over the cup and take it, and we do this together. Um, and so the, I, I, like, I, I like that. So ideally, if you know, for those that are, are not able to take regular bread, well, they're going to have a different loaf anyway. So, but ideally, it, so it is about being together. And so I think the churches that are doing it, uh, they need to figure out a way to make sure that their people are, are understanding what's going on and just uh, how serious this sacrament is. It, I mean, on one level, though, I would say, you know, the church has been given two sacraments, baptism and, and, um, and uh, communion. And so um, the, I guess on one reason why I would say we shouldn't take um, communion virtually is because I, I don't think we're going to be doing baptisms virtually. I mean, I would imagine that if, if a father said, hey, um, my, my son Johnny wants to get baptized. I mean, we're in quarantine, uh, home, home, stay at home shelter. Let's just say this goes on forever. I, I don't know if I would recommend the father baptizing um, Johnny. 
um, just because I think that 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 is the sacrament that's been given to the church, and the the elders um, should be responsible for the oversight of that. So, um, the one thing I have thought about with uh, the virtual communion is is um, if you think about the the public worship kind of coming to a halt, where we're not allowed to do public gatherings because of the pandemic. Um, you know, in some areas it's more serious than others, but either way, the government's decided that, you know, gathering of mass people is not going to be helpful. Um, so, but in that, like, uh, you know, what is God trying to teach us right now? So, I mean, I would say, so like, uh, are, are we to just continue as normal and try to make it as normal as possible? But like, what does that look like? I do believe that in one sense, uh, there's going to be consequences for the way that we handle this situation. I mean, uh, the ideal of virtual communion, like, I mean, well, if you wouldn't allow it after, well, then why do it now? I mean, on one level, can the church be fasting and, and anticipating the day that we actually come back together and celebrate that? I mean, what, what, what are we missing out by continuing to take communion at home? Because uh, ideally, like I said, with the baptism, we're, I, I doubt that that's going to be happening. And that those are just going to be, in a, in a sense, maybe postponed until we get back together or until the, the church decides to stand up and revolt against the government who has taken away um, our right to actually meet and gather. So there are things that we are you know, commanded to do, baptism, and we are to partake in the Lord's table. Um, th- those that's not something we can just let go and we'll just not, not worry about it. We we do need to worry about it, but when you think about um, the um, how can what, what can what, what what are we missing out by taking communion is my main question. I would ask. I th- I think that um, you know I kind of was thinking about Advent and you know the how that kind of has at least for the few years that I practiced it. It, it certainly has um, built up and just, you know, grown my strength and my anticipation for Christ's return. And so here we are as a body. Um, while I'm not saying that we can't do um, virtual, you know, like worship, like I, I do think that's possible. I think that there's many contexts where people are just not able to, to make it uh, to church for various health reasons, uh, shut-ins and things like that, elderly. So, you know, I do think we can be, you know, there is a way to engage through technology and to be um, doing that in a way that actually strengthens the, the body of Christ. So I'm not against the, the virtual gathering. I think that's appropriate and it's, it's actually good that churches are finding a way to connect with their people. I know at our church, you know, a lot of our, um, you know, meetings have been done over Zoom, which has been great. You can see people. It's not really the same, but still, you can take advantage of that opportunity and, and come and bring, uh, bring, bring things to the discussion or just their, our, your time together that would actually stir and encourage up uh, the brothers and sisters. But with uh, the communion, I do think that, um, you know, you know, looking, of, looking forward, I think I would probably lean towards until we can gather, you know, because I know in First Corinthians ten, I think it says five times when we when we meet, you know, uh, do this in remembrance of me. So like, so the, the we are a, we are meant to be physical, um, you know. So like, ideally, the virtual part is just because we can't meet. But um, should we be doing a sacrament that's in one sense, should be as as much as much as we can the body physically being together and partaking of that, um, 
I mean, there is a sense when you're doing it online, it, it does lose some flavor. It's not as, I mean, I'm not saying that it can't, uh, can't be uh, as potent. I do think that when, when the uh, Lord's table is, is being done, that there is something going on. Like God is working through the people and there is something that you, you can't explain that God is working through the, that sacrament. And I think that it, it nourishes and, and strengthens our faith. But also at the same time, I do think that the, the Word of God can do that now, even now, meaning we are feeding on the Word. And so would fasting benefit the church more than actually continuing to, to partake in, in eating the meal? I mean, I do, I do think our church could grow in its um, understanding of fasting, and there would be no better time to fast than right now. I mean, I think a lot of people are aggrieved by just the the lack of um you know physical uh it, uh touch points with with the people in the in the body you know i mean obviously you know virtual is fine but it, it i mean it only can go so far where like you know it's different when you're actually with people and you're gathering and and being with them so in in regards to but for the communion if if you are going to be doing it virtually i i do like i think i've said it if i haven't i do appreciate how um, uh, my elders have approached it. I feel like, you know, doing it live stream and praying over that. And, you know, they've sent out, um, instructions and, and th- things that would help encourage the people to consider the time and just how serious that is and w- the, you know, and how to go about it. But again, like, because, um, you know, that we've been given two sacraments, I don't think we're going to be, and this hasn't even been part of the discussion, but I mean, you know, people, let's just say you go on for this for a year or two years or, you know, where you're not even able to meet as a church. Who knows what the circumstances are? How are we going to conduct? And would that look different than it looks now? And and if it would look different, I think we should probably do it differently. But if not, then hey. But I do think that we're setting things up. Like, you know, 9-11, I told my wife, 9-11 changed a lot of things in regards to flying and just the way that things were done. I do think that th- this is this is going to be something that's going to change some way or somehow it's going to change how um, church is approached or, or looked at. Um, I mean, now all of a sudden we have opened up the door to virtual worship, uh, which, you know, I've never really been a fan of. And um, I mean, I, I know that there are people online who, who, um, who have talked about how they love it, but they're, they're, you know, we're, that there's just something missing. Like you, you don't get the same thing from body life when you're actually immersed in it, participating, actively engaged in the relationships that you have there. I mean, when you're far off in your room and you're never having to go meet anybody, well, you, people don't really know you. There's a there's an intimate sense that's missing from that. So, but you know, and uh, and so, but apart from. You know, having a good system, I would say that, um, I mean, for those people out there that are, are taking, you know, communion with pancakes or cracker, you know, like uh, Cheez-Its or whatever, Coke, you know, like um, espresso, like whatever it is, like that, that's just not appropriate. We should be taking the the, the elements and the, the idea of communion way more serious than that. But I, I would question again, like what is, why has God allowed this because it it is from him and so what is he wanting us to learn as as the body of christ and what are we missing out on by continuing to do communion like i mean there's there's, you know i mean one it's encouraging how we're going to do things in the future but then again like think about the anticipation of coming together 
and to be praying and fasting. I mean, there's a time coming that it's going to be very joyous. Um, are we actually hindering that full, that full capacity, the bucket of that, by actually continuing to do communion? I know there are people that I, I love dearly that um, are, are encouraged by taking communion virtually, and it's been an encouragement to them, and, and it's something that has like, helped them. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I think when, you, when we look at, like, well, you know, why? Why should we continue to take communion? Um, I had a hard time finding reasons, um, you know, like in terms of, uh, there was always against, but like, you know, promoting, here's why we should continue to do communion. Um, they didn't really give any, like, substance other than, like, we, well, we do communion, we're commanded to do it, let's just keep doing it. But what is God trying to teach us in this time? And so I, I've been considering this, been thinking about it, having a lot of good conversations uh, via like our L2L group and my wife and I and our family and just friends and just a lot of the interactions that I'm having. So I hope that you were at least somewhat encouraged. Maybe I put something out there that you hadn't thought about, um, but I do pray that uh, no matter what, that the, the Lord will encourage our, our faith um, our joy through this time and ultimately bring us back together and that that reunion when we come back physically together as a whole body will be just a, um, a just a marvelous time I, I, I cannot wait um, I, I I miss my my body life in in, in in when we come together as a whole flock and uh, I, I I will be thankful when that time comes so um, I I thank you again for tuning in and uh, until next time, be godly and growing.